0: Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat.
1: Today's topic is kind of one I wanted to just kind of put out there so we can think about. It's this idea, it's this notion of organizational pathogens, how the justness of culture actually deals with that. So let me pose these questions to you. Have you ever worked with an employee who constantly cut corners, had his or her own agenda, felt the rules were too constricting, felt like the rules weren't for them? They also regularly went around the rules and the SOPs, and they always seemed to get away with it, maybe because of their charismatic personality or their position in the organization or as it were. That leads into the last question, was this person in a position where he or she could get away with it? maybe somebody in leadership, or like I said, somebody who is charismatic. But have you ever experienced anybody like that? And if so, if this is the case, then you may have witnessed or have viewed an organizational pathogen. So we're, we're very familiar with the term pathogen, especially in this day and age. But when we look at what a pathogen is, in its pure definition, it is a specific causative agent of disease in the medical field obviously a pathogen you know is a bacterium or a virus that, that infects the whole body so an organizational pathogen for example is a metaphor for an external threat or an internal employee actions that harm the organization And I want to kind of focus on that last part or internal employee actions that harm the organization and it's important to note that our organizations you know, our flight department, our overall organizations, we're, we're, they're like human beings. They're living and they're, they're constantly evolving and changing. And since they are living systems, they are susceptible to pathogens, just like a virus or a bacteria can harm or hinder the entire body. So with that note, you might want to ask, well, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about organizational pathogens? Other than the fact that, hey, this is something good that maybe we want to find in our organization. But it's interesting to note that in the safety culture survey, that we do here at Baldwin, we, we do have questions related to the just culture dimension of safety culture. And one of the questions specifically denotes punishment. And it asks about punishing for deliberate deviations or infraction. And there seems to be in the free text response, there's a lot of bristling or a lot of pushback about that term punishment. Like punishment does not belong in the same sentence as justness. And that seems to be the perception we're getting from that question. And I want to submit to you that part of justness and part of procedural justice, there has to be an element of sanction or punishment. So it almost seems as though that punishment isn't a part of just culture, but you have to ask the question, is it? And that's what I'm saying. I submit to you that probably as we look at justness of culture, there should be an element Punishment when it is due. So, let me give you one example of an organizational pathogen. So, maybe many of you remember this, maybe some of you weren't born yet, I don't know. Um, But in 1994, there was an air show at uh, Fairchild Air Force Base. Lieutenant Colonel Arthur Bud Holland, he was a B 52 commander and he had a history of operating outside the limitations of the aircraft and he was never punished. It was always like ah, that's just the way Bud does it, and you know, and and I highlighted his rank in the in the Air Force that is an 05, so that's pretty pretty high rank, a lieutenant colonel, and um, he had a history of operating beyond limits. Well, during this particular air show, he went beyond limits again, ended up rolling the plane over, and crashed. There were four total fatalities, and like I said, this was typical behavior, and it was overlooked in the squadron, whether it was because of his rank, his influence, his. His charisma, but it was continually overlooked as he kept deviating from SOPs and taking the aircraft beyond the limit. And because of his position, his charisma, he was also able to influence other, other pilots as well. So you see this idea of this bacteria kind of spreading and influencing other people and how that can impact the organization. Let's look at another case, a little bit more localized. But in 2017 at Apple, at their headquarters, a pathogen, uh, an employee who constantly pushed the limits and who was very bravado about you know the security there at Apple, didn't really think much of it. He ended up publishing a couple tech blogs, which revealed the company's announcement on two iPhone 8 handsets and an iPhone 10 and a new Apple Watch. So it's probably one of the largest impacting leaks that Apple has ever had due to this one employee who had a history of bravado and, and just disregard for security protocols. So the employee was quickly discovered and fired. So when you read that, and we think that punishment and justice go together Are we okay with firing that employee? And and your thoughts on that? Are we okay that this employee with its blatant disregard, the lieutenant colonel with his blatant disregard, should have there been sanctions? And in the case of Apple, are you good with the sanctions? Let's look at this again with what are these boundaries of justness? And I'm going to pose these questions to you again. Should have that lieutenant colonel in the first example been court-martialed or at least punished earlier? And would have that potentially saved those four lives? Should have the employee Apple just been internally punished with remedial training? I'm kind, of, I'm kind of spinning it around. Or do you think firing was right? And these are hard questions. It goes back to the case that is punishment part of a just culture? To answer that question, let's look at procedural justice and the just culture. And procedural justice is is a great term in organizations, but procedural justice is when the outcome of an event, infraction, violation, error is perceived as fair and positive by other employees. And I think it's important to note that we're saying that it's perceived What is perceived as fair and positive by the other employees? Was it fair and positive? Was it perceived fair and positive by the other Apple employees that this individual was fired? Was it perceived as fair and positive by other employees that every time this lieutenant colonel went beyond limits of the B-52 during train flights, that nothing happened to him, that it was overlooked. Was that fair and positive to the other employees? And so if somebody in your organization is constantly being overlooked for rogue behaviors, for deviant behaviors, and we are trying to do the right thing and follow the rules, how would that make you feel? So we get back to that procedural justice. Is the outcome with somebody constantly allowing to deviate from the rules or even deviating once and being overlooked? And I'm talking about intentional deviations. Okay. I want to clarify that intentional deviations, a person's own agenda and it's overlooked, how would that make you feel? What perception would that give you? Would that give you the green light to do the same behavior? Or would you feel slighted because you're always doing the right thing? So uh, can organizational pathogens be addressed in a just culture? And yes, they can. And that is exactly what the just culture is for when we think about justice. A just culture is organizational accountability for the systems they've designed. And it seems like a lot of individuals' perceptions of just cultures stops there. The accountability of the organization for the system they've designed. And we've all preached this. We, we've taught this in class. We've said, okay, we are trying to get these errors, laps, slips, mistakes, because we want to see what they did, how it contributed to this event. But sometimes we forget about the other side of it, employee accountability for the choices they make. And that is critically important because we have to deal with that too. If they purposely make the choice, a bad choice, they need to be held accountable for that. And part of that accountability may include sanction or punishment. So again, just culture is organizational accountability for the systems they design, true, and employee accountability for the choices they make. So employees are absolutely accountable and should be held to account for their behavior. There's a great graphic. Uh, if you've ever gone to an Bay Workshop, you've probably seen it there. Because what you see up here is actually a continuum. It's not, it's not chunks like gross negligence and then this chunk and then criminal offenses. It's actually a continuum from gross negligence to an omission, slips, laps, mistakes, violation to criminal offense. And you see at the ends, you have there, you have uh, like intent. And you can see once you get way to the ends and we're good about putting this in our safety management system, we, we get as long as it wasn't criminal, willful negligence. That is when it's outside of your management statement and the laws may need to deal with it. The FAA may need to deal with it or even a criminal uh, system needs to deal with it, whatever it may be. But it's this idea in here, too, that we still we can deal with it in-house. But when we come here for these violations and even to these emissions right at the border, How do we deal with that when the intent was for the person's own agenda? And that's part of the just culture. So when we look at that, we need to look at procedural justice, because if somebody does willingly violate an SOP or even a regulation to some some extent, how are you going to deal with it? And again, you have to consider the fairness, the perceived fairness by others in, in the outcome. And one good way that um, I've always found that to deal with this, to ask these questions, to ask, is this something that the organization is accountable for, or is this something that the person has to account for, is to have a formal process. And in the just culture, a formal process is generally a good way to determine, it's a non-biased way to determine, okay, is this person to be held accountable, or is the organization to be held accountable? And this is a, an example um, from a roadmap to adjust culture. Uh, it's an old publication. You can find it online through the Gain Foundation. But this is just simple. You could have something similar. The ASAP is uh, the ASAP programs are similar to that. But it kind of asks these questions of how did this happen? Why did this happen? And kind of kind of gets this idea of culpability. Who who is to be held accountable? Is it the organization or is it the individual? And so this really helps to untangle this problem that we have is, should the person be punished or not? So it's this idea that if, this, if, your, if your algorithm, it may lead you to the person needs to be punished. And when we say punished, it's not like, you know, put in a corner wearing a dunce hat. It may be like maybe some time off suspension. It may be a letter of reprimand or whatever it might be in their folder whatever it might be. But there, there's this idea that sanction actually is part of the just culture in summary, organizations like our bodies are susceptible to pathogens. The idea of the organization pathogen hasn't been completely fleshed out yet. Uh, there's, there's some kind of papers talking about rogue employees, but in my own definition, organizational pathogen is an inv- individual who constantly deviates or deviates uh, from uh, SOPs, regulations, and is in a position or has the char- charisma to avoid sanctions from the organization. And they are able to influence others in the organization. And they can seriously affect the organizations and the organization's safety margins, um, including uh, through employee actions. And it is submitted here that
0: punishment is a tool
1: that can help remove these pathogens. Thank you so much for what you all do out there. and Stay safe
0: this podcast is brought to you by baldwin safety and compliance the leader in safety management for the transportation industry since 2004 baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24 7 support to the aviation and transportation industries Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.